Welcome to the Inc. Podcast, a podcast about innovative programs, resources, and community efforts dedicated to supporting the St. Johns County Public School District. My name is Ian McDonald. I'm a volunteer and advisor with Investing in Kids, Inc. I'll be joined by Jim Wheeler, who is the Student Programs Director with Inc., and Kathy Newman, our Inc. Community Relations Director. Investing in Kids is the nonprofit education foundation that provides direct support to the St. Johns County School District. Welcome back to the Inc. Podcast. Today, I'm hosting with Kathy and our guests are Donna Luters, Inc. Executive Director, and Mary Alice Hayes, Five Learning Years Program Director. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Before we get started learning about Five Learning Years or FLY, let's check in with Kathy on some updates about Inc. and all the goings on. Thank you, Ian. The first thing I'd like to share is that our Take Stock in Children program here in St. John's County just was... um, received a gold level recognition and the Luminary Award at the 2022 Take Stock in Children Success Summit. Woohoo! Yay! Very good. Exciting. They have received, our program has received this um, recognition and award for the last five years in a row, so we're very proud of that. Also, too, we'd like to say thank you to Davidson Realty for supporting Inc. and our Take Stock in Children program with the recent Davidson Cares Clay Day that just occurred this past Thursday. It was a sold-out event, and we are happy to have received some money from that to support Take Stock in Children and some scholarships going forward. Also, we just recently came off of our sold-out Jailbreak 5K. We had over 700 people register and uh, over 600 show up to run on Saturday morning, so we're super excited. It was a successful event. Thank you to everyone who came out and all of our sponsors for that. And coming up in just a week, we have the Charity Pro-Am that is kicking off the PXG Women's Match Play. All proceeds from this event are going to benefit the Five Learning Years Program. Wonderful. That's some exciting news. So thank you for that. And let's dive into five learning years or the acronym FLY. And Donna, why don't you tell us a little bit about where FLY came from, where how FLY started and the, the, the foundation. Absolutely. And Ian, you might have been on the board at this time when Dr. Joyner came to our board and said that there was children coming to kindergarten that were not prepared to learn. So he wanted our education foundation to take a look at that and see how we can make an impact. So we convened a group of community members together from Flagler Hospital, the Bailey Group. There were some board members around to try to really look and see how we can make that impact. And we launched five learning years, our FLY. And so then we needed to search for someone who could oversee the program, and hence we found the awesome Mary (laughs) Alice Hayes to take over. (laughs) Thank you. Wonderful. And so, Mary Alice, how long have you been with the FLY program? Just about eight years. Eight years. Mm -hmm. All right. So the idea came about, and it got started, and you came in, and you were really there to kind of get it launched, get it started. Yes. So I came in, and... At the time, I was a little nervous about it because we didn't know exactly what it was going to look like. And Donna basically said, here's the information we've gathered. Here's what our needs are. You know, run with it. Make it what you can. (laughs) And um, that was intimidating at first. But what happened was after meeting with, you know, people in the community, what we found out was actually St. John's County has a lot of resources for kids. Initially, we thought we were going to not just be purely academic, but do more with communities and families. And then really getting to know that we did have so many resources, we became 
more academic, not solely, but more academic. And we do refer out a lot of to other services for, for families. But basically five learning years was to close the literacy gap between struggling students and their peers. And we knew in certain parts of St. John's County that need was really high. So we initially started in Title I schools and um, have since expanded throughout the county. What I think is really interesting, Ian, is that when we first began the program, we were excited. I think we had 50 children. No, I, I think you had a 10-person pilot at Webster. <laughs> and we're excited about 10 kids. Yeah. yeah. How, how many uh, students, how many children does the program service now? Over 300. That's amazing. Right. And so yeah. it started at the Webster School. Mm -hmm. What they found was, wow, this works. It's successful. Let's see what we can do. A few years later, we had expanded, I think, to maybe six or seven schools. The next step was to expand into kindergarten. And then last year, we started a pilot for first grade. So, awesome. Right. It's been really, really rewarding. And I think the reason we've been able to expand, obviously, thanks to donors and the community support, but also because it works. And when that word spread that it works and the teacher, classroom teacher feedback has been positive, we've gotten calls more and more about, can you come here? Can you help us here? And what we always say is, if we can, we will. So we do. That's great. So to make sure I'm understanding correctly, it's kind of leveling up the support because there are some gaps there when you get into those who aren't might have the, the means or the ability to have their children go to an early childhood school pre-K. Mm -hmm. Before that, there really becomes a gap in literacy. Right. And FLY is raising that level up to give all those that, that advantage to help our students out. Right. And I think the reason it's wonderful is because initially we tried to find kids that weren't attending pre-K. Like, you know, we went to churches and, you know, groups and said, can we work with your students? And we did free screenings. And what, but what we found is it was really inconsistent. It was hard because kids aren't coming to pre-K for various reasons. Sometimes it's transportation. Sometimes a grandparent's raising them. You know, you just don't know what the situation is. So then when we got into pre-K and we were able to work with those students um, and we saw such a big difference, but then I thought, okay, well, if they're not coming to pre-K, they're going to come to kindergarten. So can we get into the kindergarten? So if we didn't catch them in pre-K, we caught them in kindergarten. And that's where we really started to see a lot of success because we didn't have a lot of kids repeating. So if they were with us in pre-K, very few needed to come to kindergarten. And if they had no background pre-K, it was a perfect fit for the program in kindergarten. Does the program run in parallel with their academic years or is mm -hmm. it a one-year type of situation or is it as needed? It runs parallel. So we use Nemours Bright Start Early Literacy Program for success. It was actually began to as an early detector for dyslexia. But what we found is it worked for all, all students. And so pre-K students use that. And then kindergarten, there's a level two. It's a little more advanced. They use that for kindergarten. And then in first grade, we've tried different things. We found that Bright Start wasn't the perfect fit for first grade. So then we started looking into Wilson Foundations, which is actually what they use in the schools in St. John's County for first graders. So it was a perfect fit. So we use some elements of that. And that is way, with the pre-K and kindergarten, it's small groups of four. 
with first grade, we realize their needs vary so much that we actually look at the school testing and determine where they're weakest. And then we focus solely on that. And we only have one or two students at a time. So they really get a lot of individual attention. And then as they change, we change. But that was trial and error. You know, we didn't do that last year. That's what we're doing this year. And we'll keep evolving. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And so is, is school readiness, is that measurable? I know we do a lot of testing and stuff, but is school readiness, is it, how is it measured? It is absolutely measured, measurable. And what I thought was so interesting is it was at the Webster School. And that principal had identified a cohort of students that had the early intervention program a couple of years ago, and they're now in third grade. And she just wanted to see where they were compared to their peers, and they were still on grade level reading, which was hugely successful compared to where they began. So it sticks. It sticks. It sticks. It sticks. If you catch them early, it sticks. Mm -hmm. And that's why there's been such an emphasis of early literacy mm -hmm. because if you catch them early then you you do have an opportunity for them to be successful and I think because of this we have a very special donor who has outreach to us and has wanted to do some work in the Science. private sector mm -hmm. yes and so Mary Alice for the past two years has been working with uh, daycare facilities and that has grown tremendously taken off. going back to the testing and I think it's important so the schools do their testing we also have screeners that we use and then we share those results with the schools and then together we determine who's best for the groups but we have all that data then they're screened mid-year and then they're screened again at the end of the year and then but more importantly we're screening for the gap right so we also take samplings of students that do not need intervention are not recommended for intervention we screen them at the beginning of the year and the end of the year. So we measure the gap at the beginning, and then we measure the gap at the end. And that's how we say, is it really working, right? Because it's not just us. Obviously, these kids are getting great instruction in their classroom from their classroom teachers. But we're offering that extra something to say, can they catch up? And what we're finding, I'll just for an example, last year the gap started in kindergarten at it was 86%. So their scores were 86% apart. By the end, they were 6% apart. Wow. Right. Pre-K, I think it was 78% apart. By the end, they were zero. The gap was completely closed. Now, you know, it varies a little year to year, but it's been pretty consistent about, you know, every single student in the program will show progress and 98% will show significant progress. So That's awesome. As a, as a former math teacher, I mean, for me, it's numbers and it's measurable. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you do a problem, you get to an answer. So right. that's, that's interesting to hear how um, you know, measurable it is. Right. And so we're all about data. And that also helps us if I'm writing a grant or Donna's writing a grant for the program, we have the measurable results to show. And what your first group at Webster, that 10 group of 10 students, where are they now in their academic career? What, do you know what grade they're at or are they, have they passed through high school or no, we haven't been going that long. I think they're entering high school. They should be entering high school. This year. Mm -hmm. The problem with tracking and, you know, we haven't always had the best system of tracking in the early years is that a lot of kids 
leave the school district. Right. <laughs> so that 10 now is probably three, you know, three yeah. students that are still still there. Um, but that would be interesting to find out, actually. That would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where the program's gone from 10 now to, I think you said 300, right? 300. Where does it go from here? So we started, like I said, in the one school. We're now in 14 locations. And I measure growth by not just the number of students, but the number of locations, right? Because some schools, as you know, time is of the essence. They have mandated things they have to do. So sometimes they may have more schools they want us to work with, but they can't afford us that time during during the school day. Other schools have more flexibility. So you may have a handful of students at one school and 40 or 50 students in our program at another school. Another school might have pre-K and kindergarten. Another school may have all three levels, pre-K, kindergarten, and first grade. So it, it varies. For me, this year, we added four locations. That's a big success for me. But then when you think of numbers, you know, kindergarten last year in the pilot, we were taking four or five kids at a time. This year, we're only taking one or two students at a time. So it may seem like, wow, you don't have that many more first graders, but we have more locations and they're getting better quality of instruction, right? So for me, I think we'll keep expanding in the daycare arena because that's been so successful. And the reason that it's important is because even if it's a private center, what we realized is the majority of those kids are feeding into our public school system. So, cause people are like, why would you do private school? Because they're coming to us. That's what we realized. And so it's still going to help St. John's County public, public schools. Um, and they're very receptive and love having us there. And um, thanks to a private donor, I think that's an arena we'll expand in. And then also, every year we're, we're there. Any school that calls and says, can you come out here and look at what we have and see if you can help? It's a yes. We're always going to try to make it happen. And I think that the track record speaks volumes in and of itself. Because initially, if you remember, we tried to go to daycares yes. as part of the expansion of the pilot program. Yeah. And they looked at us like deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. They really didn't want anything to do with us. But it was only after they had seen the success that we were having Mm -hmm. in the VPK school, you know, in the schools, they said, oh, yes, why don't you uh, come down to to our level and see? And so, Mary Alice, talk a little bit about your tutors. Yes, so I'm so glad you said that. You read my mind. (laughs) Um, So people say, why do you think it's successful? And there's two reasons. And one is the quality of curriculum. It works. It incorporates every style of learning. There is something for every type of child in the curriculum. And so that is so important. But the tutors that I hire to work with these students, I cannot say enough good things about them. We, I have 11 tutors this year, many of them working at multiple locations. And I calculated how many years of education they had working in classrooms, and it was well over 200 years. So you're talking about professionals that are coming to work with these students, and almost all of them, it's in those grade levels, so first grade, kindergarten, or pre-K. And I say they, they are why it works. They are why it's successful, because they are so experienced. I consult with them. When I wanted to start first grade, I called them the teachers. I have 28-year retired first grade, 20 years, 15 years. I said, let's have a think take, sit down. What can we do? What's working? What's not working? How do we make it better? And we still meet. 
and we're evolving, you know, and it's going to get better and better. We're working the kinks out as we go. But to have tutors <laughs> that lived in the education world, understand it, some from different school districts, some from this school district, and can really go in there and are so happy to be there and still be able to contribute in a positive way and make a difference. I mean, the kids in they're the doing program, it for their passion. I mean, that's they are their, passionate. They're, as you mentioned, retired. And they're so and happy they're, to do yeah, it. Yeah, happy, excited. Right. And, and they're seeing the results and they say, you know, wow, like what a gift. Because as a classroom teacher, you, how do you give every student what they need? You can't. Our teachers in St. John's County do an amazing job. I had three kids that went through the school system. I can vouch for it. But I'm saying they can't do everything for every single child all the time. And so that's where we like to come in and just support their efforts. And it is a group effort. It's a collaboration. That is why the program's successful. That's why the students are successful. But in my mind, if we're able to offer this level of quality instruction, people who are want to be there are flexible, always go above and beyond. It's a gift. And they're honestly my favorite part about the program. Every one of them is amazing. Well, I hear how passionate you are talking about them and how, mm -hmm. Alex, you know, how much you love to talk about them I and, admire and praise each them. and every so. one of them so much. Yeah, honestly. it's almost like they're paying it forward. They are. And yeah. I just say that's, you know, that's the best part of <laughs> my job is who doesn't want people working for them for a common cause and that want to be there and, oh, by the way, are doing an amazing, outstanding job. When you think of the foundations, I mean, any community, any area, gosh, it starts with, you know, children when they're young and building that foundation. So being able to, like you said, pay it forward, build that foundation really from the ground up is, is pretty special. Yes, we are very, very lucky. <laughs> and, and the program flies is unique to St. John's County. Yes. That's awesome. It is. And I, over the years, I have had different people reach out and say, how did, how did that start? And how do we get one of those? And I always say, you know, we're happy to consult about it or talk to you more about it. I haven't had anybody fully follow through. Have you seen any, yeah. you haven't seen any other counties kind of sprout out with that, that no. idea? They're I trying. Haven't. They're trying. Okay. We've had a couple of counties reach out. We also have a phone call next week on <laughs> one of our neighbors that wants to try to implement the program. And, and we've also had one of the larger counties to our north ask if we would spread to, to that county. But we cannot do that only because you know we are solely supporting the St. John's County School District so but we're happy to share absolutely the initiative for absolutely. anybody that wants to implement it That's in other areas well another uh you know star on the wall for not you know another part that makes St. John's County Schools so special is the fly program and it might seem like a silly question I meant to ask this earlier <laughs> Five program. It's five learning years. Yes. What year do they? What year do you start right now? Pre K is that the year so you start? So right out? now we start pre K and we go through first grade. All right. But initially, when we didn't know how many resources were in St. John's County, we were planning on working with students starting from birth, really, and that's why we had hospital members on the board, and we wanted to support families at every level. But what we found was we actually have so many resources in St. John's County and we didn't want to reinvent the wheel or, you know, step in a lane that didn't need to, we didn't need to go to. Yeah. And so we thought, you know, where is the need? What's not being covered? And so now we refer to these great agencies. 
when needed, but we are primarily academic based, but we also do community. Um, there's Woodlawn Terrace community in St. John's County. We donate school supplies. We do a summer program. We do still contribute to the community, but as far as during the academic year, it's primarily academic based. Does the program also run during the summer? Or is it only during the academic year? So pre-COVID, <laughs> I started a summer program there, which was amazing. We got teachers and just volunteers from the community who would come in. And we opened that up, not just to young children, but to anybody who lived in this certain community. It was a lot of fun. So we had everything from yoga to art classes, sign language, really neat stuff. And then it shut down during COVID. The community center wasn't open. And then, but hopefully next summer, next summer, hopefully we'll be back. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So all these wonderful things that Fly is doing through Inc. with Inc., how does the program support it? I mean, tell us. We have an amazing group of supporters, and I don't want to mention anyone in particular because I, I'm obviously going to forget somebody, <laughs> but we have qualifying matching dollars. So any donation that runs through the FLY program is matched dollar for dollar through the State of Florida Education Foundation Matching Grant Program. And so anytime that we are able to share the wealth and obtain new donors as well as write grants, yeah. you know, I think we're both pretty, <laughs> we tag team grant writing for the capacity of FLY, but the data speaks for itself. So when, when, if somebody is interested in supporting Inc., but in particular interested in supporting FLY, are they able to designate dollars directly to FLY, or does it Inc. kind of disperse those, or both? No, absolutely. <laughs> if, if we call those restricted dollars, if someone says, you know, I want to, you know, specifically, you know, support FLY or take stock in children or tools or any of our programs, then those dollars are designated for that category and that category alone. Wonderful. Well, Mary Alice, thank you for thank being you. with us today. And Donna, thank you for it's being with us as well and, and dropping so much knowledge about FLY. How, if somebody hears this, it's a teacher, if it's a parent, if it, you know, if they, they're interested in learning more about FLY, where do they go to get those resources? They can come directly to me. They can go to inc-stjohns.org to our website. It's full of information. We're always looking for volunteers for events, even in the schools. If they're interested in working with the FLY program, as we grow, more positions become available. I hired new five new just this year. So, Do they have to start, the, if somebody's volunteering or entering into the program of their child or yes. uh, their students entering the program, do they have to start at the beginning of the school year or are you accepting the students throughout the school year? I accept throughout for volunteers. <laughs> Wonderful. Anytime there's a child in need. Yes. And I think the best phone number would be uh, the main line, which is 904-547-7120. Gotcha. Well, thank you guys so much. I learned a lot today. Hopefully our listeners learned a lot and can hear the passion and the enjoyment and the excitement and uh, just how happy you guys are talking about Fly. So thank you. Thank and you. make sure that you guys listen out for our next podcast, Highlighting Inc.'s newest student program, pivot. Appreciate your time, Ian. Thank, Thank you, Ian. you so much. Thanks for joining us today on the Inc. Podcast. If you enjoyed listening today, make sure you click subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and follow us on Instagram at Inc. Underscore Investing in Kids. 